Like what? Like no more pre-med? I can't, I can't tell my relatives that my daughter's not a doctor anymore. Welcome to Discovering Design, a podcast featuring a different guest each episode recounting their initial career, what sparked their interest in the creative arts, and how they pivoted to a full-time role in user experience design. Our guest for this episode is Grace Ling. Grace began their professional career as a Division I cross-country runner. We'll learn about growing up in the Bay Area, what it's like to run on the varsity squad from day one, and why hustling on LinkedIn could land you a career. And with that, I'd like to introduce Grace Ling. I was born and raised in San Jose, California, or also known as the San Francisco Bay Area. It was not like anywhere else I've experienced. For example, a lot of people at my high school would ask me, what is my GPA? What are your grades? So it was super, super competitive. I feel like there's a nice balance of tech and nature. Growing up, I really loved hiking and running in the mountains and also walking around with friends, exploring the city, going shopping to the malls a lot too. And the weather is really nice. It doesn't get too cold or too rainy and never snows here. So it's always nice to do outdoor activities all year round. I would say we like go exploring bubble shops, exploring clothing stores, and just walking around. My favorite bubble store was one called Ume Tea because of the branding. They have a lot of bunny characters. My dad, he was a computer engineer and he went to do his PhD in computer engineering. He's in educational leadership, and my mom is also in educational leadership as well. So all my life, my parents wanted me to get a PhD as well. I struggle a lot in school because in school, you're told to follow a specific set of instructions, and you're rewarded for memorizing stuff, memorizing a specific set of rules, and applying them on a test in a short time. And my brain just didn't work that way. I struggled a lot with like reading and writing. I just learned mostly by doing. My parents were not really happy that my grades weren't that great, so they would bribe me with video games. I would describe myself as a couch potato. I just like to sit all day and play video games. That changed when my mother, she suddenly paid me to go to the gym with her because she needed some motivation to go to the gym. I was 13 years old, so this was like 2011, 2012. At the gym, there was treadmills with Spongebob. I loved cartoons like Spongebob on the TV. So I was like, oh, I'll go to the treadmills. And then suddenly in PE, my mile time dropped from like a 10 minutes to like a 6.36, I think. I, I never knew I was good at it until I was paid to go to the gym. When I joined my high school cross-country and track team, I was straight into varsity. I was actually the second fastest girl at the school. The varsity girls at that time, they didn't really like me very much for that. And my personality was a little bit different from them. So they left me out in a lot of social activities and I felt really sad. And But that fueled my motivation to try even harder in running so I can be faster than all of them. And I attended the summer running cross-country practices and only the varsity boys would show up. So I'd run with them and I got even faster. I was really into video games and a lot of people on my team made fun of me for that. And that was like my motivation to run even faster because I feel like I was bullied a lot in school. I made it to nationals a couple of times, won top 10 in All-American my junior and senior year. I would get letters sent to my school. I think I got like over 100 from all sorts of colleges. 
I did a few official visits at some schools and later ended up at Santa Clara University because they gave me a full ride scholarship. I was feeling really nervous. I had a lot of imposter, imposter syndrome because when I came in, I was injured. Um, I was trying to recover from a stress fracture. One of the, my first injury I ever had in running, when the coaches recruited me, they, they were really excited to have me on the team. And I felt like I had very high expectations. Every practice felt like a race. That resulted in more injuries, actually, because I kept trying to run before it was fully healed. Actually, that stress factor came back six more times. Typical day usually started, I woke up at 6.30 a.m. Practice was around 7 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. We would usually start with a 20-minute warm-up, which felt like a sprint <laughs> with my uh, teammates. And sometimes we would do a track workout, for example, or drive to the hills. We would do like mile repeats or hill repeats. And then sometimes we would go to the weight room afterwards. So practice was already like three, sometimes four, about three hours in the morning. And then in the afternoon, sometimes we would have a second practice. Usually it's on our own where we just like elliptical or bike or swim for about 30 minutes and then do more homework. I loved racing. I love like testing my potential and seeing how far I can get. Success for a lot of Division I runners looks like becoming a professional runner. Towards like the junior, senior year, they would get recruited by companies like Nike, Adidas, because that's how they get paid through like race money and also sponsorship money. They become like a brand ambassador for these brands. Oftentimes, the Olympics is their life goal to be in the Olympic team. My strategy for racing cross country and track is I would stay behind someone and kick at the end. So I would use them to like reduce the wind drag on me. And then the last 400 meters, I would just launch a huge kick. I really like Usain Bolt and watching him run. <laughs> it, was, it was like the end of my sophomore year. I realized that this is like two years I've been dealing with this already. I never really had a, like all my four seasons. None of them have been really great. I'd never been close to my high school personal records. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought my major was really hard as well. And I just felt like I was struggling everywhere. Because of me wanting to like not pursue my major anymore and wanted to do game design and development, I decided I want more time to like pursue this. So that's what made me step off the team. I did a few internships in software engineering, game development, and through my internship, one of them specifically, I was a virtual reality robotic surgery game developer intern at Intuitive Surgical. So my role was to make game, develop games to train surgeons to do surgery. My favorite part was designing the game, interviewing surgeons, testing the game on the surgeons and see how they liked it and how I could design based on like what meets their needs. My internship at Intuitive Surgical, it was summer 2019. It was actually soon after I graduated from undergrad. I realized the process of making design a game. I, I did a lot of UX um, and I learned it from my manager and I realized, but the majority of my internship was spent on the development side, the coding side. And I didn't really enjoy that part as much as I did the UX part of it. I wanted a few summers to like internships and get my foot in the door for UX design. My parents were kind of shook, I guess. They, they realized, they, they thought I wanted to be like a doctor or engineer all my life. And they expected me to be a medical school. And to be honest, they didn't really know what UX was. And how I explained it to them is every time they get frustrated on a website, I was like, this is why we need UX designers. So at first they were like kind of confused and like, like what, like no more pre-med? I can't, I can't tell my relatives that my daughter's not a doctor anymore. 
I never, I spent zero dollars in learning design. So I'm self-taught. And what I did was, so this was around the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. I looked up a bunch of like YouTube tutorials and read a lot of, um, read a lot of blog articles. There was a guide by UX Collective. It's like start UX design CC. So I read, I read the whole blog article, watched a lot of YouTubers. I remember watching a lot of Femke's videos. Um, and I participated in a lot of design competitions and I did like 10 hackathons, designathons in 2020. I created design buddies, um, and met a lot of people that way. And I did a few freelance projects as well with startups and volunteered at another startup. I cold reached out to a lot of people on LinkedIn and that's how I got my internship at Electronic Arts in summer 2020. And I learned UX design mostly through that. I feel like two things I thought were difficult is that having that business mindset and like how do we measure success, what KPIs to track, and like why do we need this, how to generate revenue from my designs. The second piece is working with engineers. Even though like I studied engineering, working with engineers in industry was a completely different process I had to learn as well. I've gained those skills by working and I feel like just having more context and getting more experiences, how I got better at it. But I struggled with those those the most in the beginning. My backup plan was I'll just probably become a software engineer, but I really didn't enjoy coding that much. No matter as much as I tried to enjoy it, I just my I just like didn't as much. And I, I wish I did, but I, I just want to be real to myself. I actually reached out to 400 people on LinkedIn. I searched senior managers and directors on LinkedIn, filtered by location, filtered by company, and added all of them. In my personalized message, I would say like, I'm a student uh, studying computer science, so would love to learn, would love to go into design and would love to learn about how you got to where you are today. I didn't have any networks in design before, and I found other design communities online quite intimidating. So I just made my own. And three years later, we have 50,000 members. First real design job was my UX design internship at EA uh, summer and fall of 2020 really liked working with a lot of designers, product managers, working on products that I use as well. So I worked on EA help and design systems for my internship, doing a lot of competitive analysis and getting feedback on my work. One thing that I asked my hiring manager, like what stood out to me is my experience in gaming and how I'm knowledgeable about the games industry as a gamer myself. And I had some games experience on my portfolio and that helped me as well stand out like in the interview process because of my background. I used to feel a lot of imposter syndrome because a lot of the peers at my internship were studying design in school. But I feel like instead of feeling intimidated from them, I would focus on how I can learn from them. Nothing has to be perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, but I, there's always something I can learn from. So just having an open, curious mind. We're running. We had to run for a long time. Sometimes you run for like two hours straight. I feel like I'm able to like focus for very long and be like really disciplined. And I feel like that helps a lot, especially working remotely. I really like UX design, so I'm most likely going to stay in this field. I'm looking to do like going to get promoted next as like senior designer, and then later I kind of want to continue on IC for design buddies. I plan to keep doing that on the side, keep growing it. Uh, hopefully, it'll be bigger. Our team is really strong and really leaning into like really large partnerships we have coming up. And we've worked with a lot of companies like Adobe, Figma, EditorX. So lots of great content and resources for our community. I've also been really into content creation lately as well. I create a lot of content about design, career, running, lifestyle. So keep 
keep on making content on like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and it's been really fun. So I like doing a little bit of everything and seeing seeing where it takes me. Because when I was younger, I thought, oh, I'm going to be forever running or like running is going to be a big focus in my life. But I learned that I don't have to focus on just one thing. I can do many other things at the same time. I feel like I'm going to be forever like a generalist or jack of all trades. Um, if I want, if I'm interested in something, I would do more, but if I'm not interested, that's okay. Because I used to just associate myself as like a runner and pre-med student. And now like I realize, oh, I'm multidimensional and that's just as good. It's like, there's no right or wrong. My mo life mantra is work smart, not hard. If you're curious about pursuing anything else, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's your life to live. You don't live your life to please someone else. So do whatever you're interested in. And it doesn't have to be just one thing. You don't have to let one thing hold you back because there's so many other things. So enjoy the journey and just don't don't save all your happiness for like only when you win a win a race. And life is too short to just like only be happy during like the peaks. Focus on learning and just have fun with it. I want to thank Grace for sharing their journey and all of you for listening. Until next time.